0: Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is somebody that you've heard before. His name is Daniel Ross, and he's one of the most in-demand voiced artists in the industry today. Originally he started in uh, in theater and in film as an actor producer, and he's originally from Maryland. He now lives in Los Angeles and he does voiceover for some of the most amazing things. You have heard his voice as Donald Duck. And he has also been, uh, the voice in the smash hit series, uh, Mickey and the Road Racers and Mickey Mouse mixed up adventures on Disney Jr. He has also been featured in many of the lead things. So it, it is a pleasure to have somebody who is so
1: gifted to be on our show welcome dad oh my goodness thank you so much for a great opening or i should say thank you very much oh boy oh boy
0: i was hoping you'd do that you've done a lot of great performances with a lot of great different uh, personalities uh, which other ones do you love to do
1: Oh, I mean, I just love to work. <laughs> I like to be a working actor, so any opportunity is amazing for me. Um, but I love all of my children, all of the voices that I do, all the characters that I've played. Uh, Donald Duck is, of course, uh, number one in so many books, uh, because of how special he is to me. Uh, but voicing Lucky the Leprechaun from Lucky Charm Serial, another big one, uh, Starscream from Transformers. I'm a huge Transformers fan. Uh, and, uh, most recently, Gizmo and Strike from the Gremlins, uh, movies in a game called Multiverses. So lots of stuff I'm, I'm super proud of.
0: Well, that, that's huge. You know, this is something that most people don't realize. Now, how did you find your passion for doing these voices?
1: You know, I didn't realize that i was a voice actor until much later in life uh i grew up you know sitting in front of the tv for saturday morning cartoons eating a big bowl of lucky charm cereal and uh that was where i started you know imitating cartoon characters or imitating my parents or teachers to get out of school or do prank phone calls and get in all kinds of mischief Uh, so I used to use my superpowers for evil back in the day and, uh, yeah, it just wasn't until I went on the journey of studying theater, studying Shakespeare, getting into film and TV that I realized, uh, your voice is actually, uh, one of your assets and you should be leveraging it. So, uh, I moved out to Los Angeles in 2014, uh, drove cross country from Maryland, Uh, to L.A. and uh, just to take a shot at voiceover, give myself five years and see what happened. And so far, so good. We're on our second uh, five-year goal at this point. (laughs) So so obviously,
0: the doors have been opened and you've been welcomed into the industry.
1: Yes. And I feel very fortunate that that's happened. But I will say it was a calculated risk moving out here. I knew that uh, through, you know, meditation and Uh, self-reflection, that voice acting in particular character voices was something that I was pretty strong at, that I could maybe, you know, make some money doing, maybe get some interest. And so I just really leaned into that uh, decision to come out here. And it was it was the right decision. Excellent. How do you keep your voice in good shape? I mean, this is your prized possession.
0: And and it's one of the hardest things to keep there, you know, at the at the peak
1: yeah, no, I smoke five packs of cigarettes a day. That's what I do. <laughs> um, no, I stay hydrated. Uh, uh, you know, I, I keep my sinuses clear. I have, you know, strong HEPA filters to keep my air as clean as possible. There's a lot of things that I do, a lot of things, uh, surrounding self care that I, that I try to focus on, especially given the environment. Uh, Hollywood can be very tumultuous, the entertainment industry. Uh, is not always the kindest. So, uh, living on that roller coaster of emotions, you've got to take care of yourself. And so, I really uh, uh, aspire to.
0: <laughs> well, that's great. Now, uh, you know, one of the things I've found is that you have to keep your voice very well hydrated because. Hydration is one of the hardest things in the world for it. You know, our vocal cords are vibrating at ten thousand beats a minute, and if you do, if it, if they get dry, they cause tremendous problems.
1: And it's not just getting dry. You know, you can drink as much water as you want. If your body's not absorbing it, if your, you know, uh, vocal cords are not getting the kind of nourishment that they need. You know, from inside your body, then that can cause a whole host of issues. So, you know, look, exercise, uh, good diet, that all plays into it. Uh, if I'm going in for a session, I'm not going to have dairy products going in because it increases the size of the capillaries, the salivary glands, etc. So, I'm very mindful of what goes into me before I start doing my voices.
0: The other thing I I realize, and I've had to realize is you have to warm up your vocal cords just like you have to warm up for an exercise session, because if you don't, those muscles trying to do the things that you want them to are not ready for it. Do you do particular exercises to keep your vocal cords good?
1: You know, I have to be honest, I'm not consistent about it, but, uh, you know, to your point, as you age, as a person ages, uh, much like any muscle, your vocal cords are taking a, a little bit more stress. And so, you know, I might be sitting on the couch and go to adjust my volume and then throw my back out. That's just how it goes in, in my old age. So with vocal cords, yeah, you got to keep up on them. I will do, um, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll sing different notes depending on the type of character voice that I'm getting into, if it's a really deep, rich, like textured villain voice, I might wake up fresh out of the morning when I still have, you know, my morning voice sound. And I might translate that into the voice itself. Or if it's a lighter, you know, younger voice, I might wait till the end of the day when my voice is fully warmed up uh to, to jump into something like that. But there are techniques to get you to either place at any time. So it just, it really varies day to
0: day you know i've been told that i have a good face for radio and i'm glad (laughs) i'm glad that i have it because i also have the vocal cords that carry me as well there you go (laughs) so although i don't do voiceovers or things like that i understand the importance of voice and i understand the importance of of carrying this in and as the host of this show i've over done over 1200 interviews in the last year and a half so it's important that i stay at the top of my game while i'm doing this
1: your voice is your power you know and you have to take care of it you have to cultivate it regardless of whether you're a voice actor or not you know you speak to other people you socialize you communicate and your voice is is first and foremost how we generally communicate with each other.
0: Now, the other thing about being in Hollywood, it's one of the most difficult places on the earth to stay, to keep people remembering you. I I mean, uh, you're here today and gone tomorrow, according to the industry. How do you keep people reminding them that you still exist? (laughs)
1: That's a great question. And one that I asked myself uh, very prominently in 2020, when we were under lockdown uh, from the pandemic, I couldn't go out to do lunch. I couldn't go, you know, do coffee with people. I couldn't see anybody. And so the question was, how do I stay in people's periphery during that kind of time? Uh, The answer for me was TikTok. Uh, back in 2020, and I've been on there since, and I've developed a following of 1.3 million people. And uh, it's just been such a joy. I, I find that I'm able to uh, express myself creatively. I'm able to be silly. I don't have to really filter myself in order to uh, you know, come across the way I want to to people. Um, but that, that too was a choice. You know, I don't curse. I don't say bad things on my channel because I want it to be family friendly. Um, but, uh, yeah, that really saved me during that time when I couldn't go out and meet people. I, people would just tune into my silly little stories or, you know, my comedy skits or me interacting with my fans, you know, with the uh, the Donald Duck voice. So we're just there to have fun and, and be a, a good, uh, respite for people uh during that time when we couldn't escape. We couldn't go anywhere, do anything.
0: Well, and this is the thing that bright, intelligent people have done during COVID is they've learned how to adapt based on the situation. Now, you found your medium to be TikTok, but other find Instagram is good and others find uh LinkedIn is good and others find other modalities are good. So they stay there by keeping in front of people's face, so to speak.
1: You got it. You got it. And that's the only way to stay relevant. You know, if if one person has to remember a thousand different people, who's going to come to mind first? You know, when it comes to casting, I want that to be me. I want people to remember my name, my voice, my face, all of that wonderful stuff.
0: Yeah. I I, I think top of conscious marketing is really the most important thing you can do. So if you're, I've always found the fishing approach is is one of the best approaches to marketing. And what I mean by that is I was once in Hawaii and I found this fisherman who was uh, casting out several rods and then he was packing out to leave. And I said, Jesus, an interesting thing. Maybe he can teach me something. So I asked him, what is his story? And he said, you know, I love uh, the results of fishing, but he said, I hate to fish. So he said, I put out all these fishing rods today. And at the end of the day, I have fresh fish. So I sell it to all the restaurants in town. So he said, I don't have to do any fishing. He said, my fish is I catch fish every day. It's automatic. And he said, this is what everybody should do. He said, this is why I have a beautiful truck. This is why I have a beautiful home. And he said, this is why I have a beautiful lifestyle. He said, my fishing rods are always out
1: there catching fish. That's right. That's right. And in this industry, you have to network. You have to get to know people. You have to shake hands. You have to make eye contact if you are somebody who is you know highly introverted and doesn't like you know people probably not the best job for you even though as a voice actor we're by ourselves most of the time either in the booth you know by ourselves doing auditions or editing ourselves or you know in the booth by ourselves uh it's it's quite a quite a solitary adventure it is
0: solitary but that solitary adventure uh literally kicks on to everybody and it, it allows us to get out to, and touch everybody a- along the way. Being a solitary person, we probably can affect more people than than anybody else.
1: Which is amazing to me because I'm always in my bubble and I don't always get out into the world and hear, you know, people's reactions to things. But when I go to conventions, uh, fans let me know exactly what's on their mind and you know, if uh the work that I've done has helped them in a particular time uh or been some solace to them, I mean, that is worth its weight in gold to me. I, I mean, th- again, this is just a job. This is something that I do for a living. And to feel that it has reverberations for positivity out into the world is just it's remarkable. And it's something I didn't anticipate.
0: It is. It's amazing how serendipity sometimes takes us along a pathway that we wouldn't realize is so strong. Indeed.
1: Indeed. I look at packing up my car and driving out here as a prime example. You know, I left my family. I left my friends. I left my film production company. I left my job. I left everything behind. In fact, I was I had paperwork ready to go. I was uh, getting ready to run for state congress. Uh, in Maryland to try to bring film credits back. And I changed all of that and said, "Ah, I'm just going to go make funny voices for a living. See how that works.
0: (laughs) Aren't you glad you did? Because the other pathway would have not been as fun or as rewarding.
1: You never know where life is going to take you. And uh, somebody told me a long time ago, don't be afraid to let your dreams change.
0: And that's what I think people don't realize how important dreams are. But dreams without action really mean nothing. Tell me about them. Tell me how they shape your future and how important they are.
1: Uh, you know, dreams are, are things that we hope for and aspire to be. And sometimes life makes achieving those dreams really difficult. And so uh, for me in my journey, I realized that I only had one life to live and I needed to take a chance at pursuing the things that I wanted to. And there's no better time than right now. There's no better time than right now. You'll never be ready. You'll never be there until you decide you are. And so for me, I just took that leap and said, all right, this is what I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to go to that land far away in Los Angeles and Hollywood and take a shot, whatever that means. And uh, if worse comes to worse and I end up, you know, on my butt, at least I've got, you know, credit card airline miles to get a ticket home. You know, at least that's that's in, in my favor. But uh, I'm so glad that I listened to that. That inner voice and pursued the things that I've always been passionate about. Now I teach about them to other people and coach, you know, and voiceover. And I'm just, I'm having the time of my life. It's really awesome.
0: Oh, that's, that's huge. And, you know, I I love Los Angeles. I love the good sides of it, but then there's the down seedy other side of the industry. And you know, that drugs have, Harmed so many actors and actresses out there and how many young talent have left us because of them. Uh, isn't that a tragedy that, that is going on in that, that atmosphere that hopefully can be avoided?
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would also just say that, you know, it is prevalent in other industries as well. But in Hollywood, uh, you know, the entertainment industry in particular is like a roller coaster of emotions, as I was alluding to earlier. You're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. There is no rhyme or reason. There is no I've worked so hard in my position. I've risen to, you know, be promoted or things like that. there's none of that. You are either in or you're out. And that can be very that can take a toll on somebody's psyche. Um, so I am a huge advocate for, you know, positive mental health awareness, uh, going to see a psychiatrist, psychologist, somebody to talk to a therapist. Um, having that support system in place is really crucial if you decide to get into the entertainment industry. And again, it's not just Hollywood. It's the type of environment that it precipitates. And, uh, you know, it can be very difficult to navigate. But I find, as a voice actor, I don't quite have to trudge through a lot of the, the negative side of things. I'm surrounded by people who are passionate about what they do, who are genuine, humble, authentic. I love voice actors. And that's one of the reasons I decided to become a voice actor. I was going to conventions and meeting my favorite voice actors and hearing their voices and Thinking to myself, why not me? Why not me? I, I feel like I found my tribe. I feel like I found my people, people who are like me. And so, uh, I really love voiceover and I'm so glad that I've fallen into that. Uh, there will be more on camera stuff. Uh, I, I, I just haven't really pursued it out here. Um, uh, but you can occasionally find me in, uh, you know, a feature or a short somewhere. And so, uh, I just, I love all, you know, facets of the performing arts.
0: Yeah, that that is amazing, and and it tells me your passion for the industry and how it keeps on keeping you fresh because you love to be the person you are. You love to coach people. You love to help people become what they uh,
1: are. So I I think that is something that's amazing. At the end of the day, I get to honor my inner child. I get to play, you know, I get to have fun. Granted, it's not always play and fun, but you're always working towards that. And I feel that there is a through line inside of me that connects to that innocence and that part of my life that, uh, you know, was so special. And likewise for other people, I always say that cartoon characters, uh, are, you know, venerated echoes of our past. Um, custodians of our innocence in our childhood that we sometimes forget later in life. And so you can always go back to that. You can always watch a Looney Tunes cartoon or watch your classic Disney characters and remember being, you know, eight, nine, ten years old or wherever you were in life that that provided uh, some light and levity. And I just I think that's real ma- real magic.
0: Tell me about your childhood and how you can speak so clearly about it and how important it was that uh, that it helped to steer you on the path.
1: I had a very difficult childhood, uh, not going to lie. It was uh, a very tumultuous time in my life. Uh, my parents had gotten divorced. Uh, I had lost my home. I ended up on the street for a very brief period of time. Uh, it wasn't the best time in my life, but it helped me to focus on what it is that I truly wanted. And what I realized is that I wanted to be uh, a light to others who have traversed a very similar path. So to be a reminder that things can get better, things can be good. And yes, if you put your all into something, you can accomplish it. Uh, my most recent endeavor with the Emmys, uh, being nominated for the Emmy uh, was happenstance. I I happened to submit. Uh, to the Emmy Awards for consideration. And you never know unless you try. And so, you know, from my perspective, um, I lost my mom to cancer this year. Uh, My mother, Michelle Sador, who loved to be called Mama Duck. Again, she's the one who taught me how to do the Donald Duck voice. And so she was with me from the beginning of the journey all the way to the end to my curtain call and Mickey and Minnie's Wish Upon a Christmas, which for your viewers is available on Disney plus if anybody would like to check it out for the holidays. Um, it was the last thing that I watched with my mom before she passed. And so I told her that I would honor her through my work and that, uh, I would, I would try to, you know, spread the, 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 the message of our relationship and our joy and everything. And so I submitted for the Emmy and, uh, we got the nomination. So whatever happens, uh, I'm just grateful that I've had the opportunity to honor my mom and that legacy and that piece of my childhood all wrapped into one, you know, amazing package there. Um,
0: Yeah. (laughs) You've said a lot there, but I, I think you said some of the most important things, you know, you went through a period of time that you had your greatest despair. You went through a period of time when you were homeless, you went through a period of time when you couldn't, you really didn't have it all together, but that brought you to a greater understanding of what you needed to get together. And that's why you have that gratitude and thankfulness going forward now. You lost your mother in the last year, but again, you had these beautiful years to share with your mother, all those years that you probably wouldn't have appreciated in the same way unless you had those difficult trying times. Is that not correct, Daniel?
1: Oh, it's absolutely true. We are a composition of everything we've experienced in life and uh, the, the, the not so good times uh, help to inform the good times and remind you of the gratitude you have in those moments and so uh, I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't experienced all the things that I had. If I hadn't gone through the things that I did, I would not be the person that I am today. I probably wouldn't be able to handle, uh, you know, where I currently am or navigate this industry or or know myself uh, inherently. I wouldn't have those qualities. And so, yeah, all the good stuff, all the bad stuff, it makes it makes you up into who you are and it makes you capable to do just about anything. If you're resilient, you can find a way.
0: And that's what you indeed did. You saw your passion, you saw it, you moved forward on it. And now you have all these voice credits that are there. And you been <laughs> inventing new characters as new characters need a voice behind them. And and that is creativity at its best.
1: Oh, it's so much fun. It's so much. I mean, again, at the end of the day, if you're not having fun, what are you doing? Uh, and so I just happen to fall into this strange side of the industry and, uh, I'm so happy that I'm here because, uh, yeah, every day I get to come to work, I get to find new auditions that I can try or meet new people. It's just, it's wonderful to me. Excellent.
0: Daniel Ross, known as the voice of Donald Duck. This show is called the how to live a fantastic life show. How do you live a fantastic life?
1: You live a fantastic life by by following your, your dreams, making them your pursuits, and making others around you uh, happy and fulfilled, if you can. Wonderful.
0: Is that what you'd recommend for others to live a fantastic life?
1: It's so hard to create joy for ourselves. It's so easy to create it for others. And so I would encourage that because it reciprocates. Uh, you give other people joy, it's reflected right back to you. Excellent.
0: Daniel, how can people find out more about you and your work and your world?
1: Yes, thank you. Um, if your listeners would like, uh, you can follow me across social media under actor Daniel Ross, uh, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the TikToks, YouTubes, all that wonderful stuff. Uh, you can find me there, actor Daniel Ross. My website, I've made it easy for you, actordanielross.com. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about voice acting or if you'd like to uh, get a signed print, you can do that there. But please do follow me on TikTok or Instagram. I'm very active there. Uh, we do some comedy skits. We have fun with the fans with Donald Duck. Uh, you know, you get to follow my voiceover journey. I'll make you laugh. I'll make you cry. Uh, we have a good time over there.
0: Daniel, thank you so much for being here. I look so forward to having this show today. You know, Donald Duck has been somebody that has been a voice in my mind ever since I was a child. So I'm so happy to see the person that's carried that voice on (laughs) through the years and and keeps on doing that because, you know, that is something that I think children need is voices of inspiration. I used to sit in front of the comics on Saturday, every Saturday I'd be there and without, you know, it, it allowed me to take my life to another level and I can see how that's doing for my grandchildren now.
1: Yeah, really, really astounding. And thank you very much again for having me and for a great conversation.
0: Well, thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being there as well. And make sure you check out my website, Dr. Allen Lyka, D-R-A-L-L-E-N, L Y C K A dot acom And sign up for a golden pearl a week. I'd love to share that with you so that you can have an enhanced life as well.